Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here with another exciting show for you this week. A bit later in the program, we're going to have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one here is Recover from Rejection by Shifting Your Mindset. Sometimes we have a challenge with doing that. Also having a chat with Christina Gerkaitis. Uh, we're going to be talking about a Tesla experience. She's uh, recently had a trap, trip around their uh, factory. So she's going to give us some good ideas there. But right now it's time for our monthly chat with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. Yourself? That's good. Yeah, good. I'm just thinking back to all the times I've had to reset my mind mindset projection. I, I, I think I've had to reset it so many times that I was, I've, I've gone dizzy over, over the years. You've just got a button you press now, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. There's <laughs> well, a couple of things, when, because obviously we're getting we're 1st of June today, so... Yeah. Um, uh, we're getting close to the end of that financial year. Some things we need to think about. The first one is, of course, the uh, depreciation write-off of twenty thousand dollars. That's right. Well, we spoke this time last month on your on your lovely program about um, the twenty thousand write-off, and I said that I hadn't read anything at all about it being extended. And of course, the budget came out uh, the following Tuesday, and uh, they did extend it. Oh. Um, so, so there's there's two things. So the, under the the way the system sat previously was that only businesses that turned over under $2 million were able to get a, an instant asset write-off if the cost was under under 20000 Well, now the $2 million has been lifted to $10 million, which which covers a lot, a lot of companies in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of businesses in Newcastle and the Hunter. And, uh, but not only that, the, the whole of the 20, you don't have to rush and try and do this by 30 June, as I've been telling all my clients um, up until last month. Um, it's now been extended until 30 June. Um, 2018, so Some... another year of that, which is good because anecdotal evidence showed that it did actually stimulate a lot of um, a lot of purchasing and a lot of um, you know any tax write-off is, uh, is is a pretty good incentive for businesses to get out there and update their um, their equipment and their and their uh, their assets. So it's um, it's been uh, it's been a very very valuable thing for small businesses. However, I think it's important to remind businesses that they're not suddenly going to get $20,000. Uh, it depends on what their uh, tax rate is as to whether they get uh, uh, 20% or 30% or 50, 48%. It's always, it's always the percentage. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the percentage. And, uh, of, course, yeah. of course, the other thing we need to think about at the end of the year is uh, superannuation. Yeah, look, this is a, I thought we'd talk about this today and spend a little bit of time on it. I had a very interesting um, incident that occurred with a client um, on the 30th of June last year that I want to talk about. Now, as, as we know, um, pretty much um, a large businesses now and a lot of small businesses are now using super streams. They're, they're having to pay their superannuation uh, for their employees using a super stream approved product. Now, that could be through their software, through their Myob, through their Xero, through their, um, you know, their industry software that they use. They might be using the ATO small business um, clearinghouse um, but one of the things that, that all of the clearing houses are now saying is that it does take a bit of time um, for those super contributions to make their way mm. to the super fund. And the way the rules work is that um, you actually, you're not counted as actually having paid your super for your employees until the super fund receives it. So for those who have to pay, you know, by a due date, um, by the, you know, the, by the end, by the 
by 28 days after the, the quarter, for example. They, they, there's a lot of emails and a lot of correspondence that says, look, don't leave it to the last day. You know, make sure you, you pay it by the 20th of the month to give us a few days. And there's a weekend, of course, in that to, to, um, to get there. So I thought we'd have a chat about that in the context of leading up to 30 June because it's always a mad rush in those last few days. People run around, they try and get contributions into their super funds in the last few days, um, and it's not going to work this year. Um, it, you're just not going to give the clearinghouses enough time um, to, to make sure the money ends up in the super fund. So case in point, 12 months ago, a client went down to a, one of the banks um, and said, can I pay my super contributions by cheque? And they didn't know, so they ran around the back, kept waiting for about five minutes and came back and said to her, yes, actually we can. Yep, we, we can do that. So they took, her, uh, they took her contributions for the year. Now, of course, what had happened, this lady had been paying for her and her husband who were employed by, by their own business. They'd been paying the 9.5% throughout the year, but they just wanted to top it up before the end of the financial year, which a lot of people do. Sure. Now, seven days later, the bank reversed the amount. Unbeknownst to the client, they turned around and they said, no, no, we can't accept checks. So they actually sent the money back to, to the client, that, back to their account. So guess what? They didn't make the contribution that they wanted to make uh, before 30th of June. So that led to a lot of uh, heated exchanges between <laughs> clients and upper levels of management, um, which... Which the long long story short, apparently the, one of the higher officials in the bank actually said to them, "Look, technically, yeah, we, we could have accepted the contribution, but one of the junior staff um, reversed it before we could actually get to them. So because it had been reversed, that's it. They couldn't, couldn't do anything about uh, it. Couldn't do anything about it because, of course, by the time they realised it was about the 11th of July, and if you then try and turn around and pay it, well, guess what? That's not a contribution for." The 30th of June, mm. it's, a, it's a contribution for this financial year. So, yeah. so we need to learn a lesson out of that. Give, give the banks plenty of time. Give the clearinghouses plenty of time. And if you're one of these people whose salary sacrifices, um, you might want to have a look at the timing of your pay this year because if you've got to pay and your salary sacrificing some money in it, let's say, or pick a date, say the final... Actually, I'll put my glasses on. Let's see what the date is here. Um, the 29th of June is a Thursday. So say you get paid on a Thursday, you get paid on the 29th of June and, and your salary is sacrificing some money into super, it's going to take more than a day for that money to, to, to find its way yeah, into, into a super fund. So you, might, you may have worked it out beautifully so that the last contribution on the 29th of June will take you up to your you know, $35,000 limit for this financial year. I hate to tell you that contribution, that's going to count for next year. And this is yeah. where... And next year is going to be a real problem because the contribution limits drop for everyone. There's no more age limit. Everyone gets 25000 so it's going mm. to drop. Mm. So, so already you've put some money towards that $25,000 cap. Mm. So I think this time next year we're going to find a lot of people that have exceeded their, uh, their contribution yes, for the June 18 year because there's been a, a rogue contribution that came in on the 1st and the 2nd of um, July 17. Wow. So, so get in early. And um, and get it sorted um, well in advance. Yeah, I use the ATO clearinghouse, and uh, what I was able to set up is they send me an email around about the tenth of the month, reminding me that this is due at the end of the month. So you know, that uh, we've we've just had a staff training session here this morning, and my my topic that I presented this morning was on the ATO small business clearinghouse, and I showed them how the ATO can send you an email <laughs> to remind you, um, because yeah, I I, um, I look after a, a charity. Um, and we now um, we now actually pay um, a lady, so we, I decided to use the um, the small business clearinghouse, and um, yeah, it takes a little bit of time 
um, to set up all the details, but it's um, it's pretty easy to um, to use, and, and I like that. I'm, I'm waiting for my email on the fifth of July okay. <laughs> to remind me, Julia. Oh, well, so, I've, had, I've had three now during the year, and so they work. So, yeah, it's because it's far from your mind. At, you know, the end of the month coming, and then suddenly the email pops into your e- uh, inbox, and you go, "Oh yeah, I've got to do that." I've just got to make sure that my um, computer system doesn't go and throw it in a junk folder or the spam <laughs> folder. <laughs> yeah. Which, is right. always, which always can happen. Well, thanks for your time again, Tony. We'll have a chat with you again the first of next month. Always oh, a pleasure. First Thursday of the next month. Yep, always a pleasure. Thanks, have a good Tony. week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Tony Vidray there from AB Chartered Accountants. Yes, remember, we're coming up to the end of the financial year. Make sure we've got all our uh, payments properly made before the appropriate time. Time to pop over to Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. You're settled in your room there in the, the university here? I am. I am indeed. So you're going to talk us through about a wonderful experience you recently had over the States with in the Tesla uh, uh, facility. Yes. Yeah, so we were, at the, we were taken to the Tahoe Reno Industrial Centre, which for those listeners that don't know is a huge centre. They're, they're pinning to be the next Silicon Valley. Um, so it's it's just outside of Reno, uh, Nevada, in Nevada, and it's made up at the moment. There's um, Switch, an organisation or, or a huge company called Switch, who do batteries um, and energy are, are placed there. Google have bought some land there, and Tesla. This is where Tesla have settled with a huge gigafactory. Um, and the whole process is quite interesting, the way they're doing it. By the way, Microsoft were also looking at moving in the week after, uh, right. or they were having, you know, dealings the week after. Apple are just across the road. So it's kind of the amazing to be. area. Oh, amazing area. Absolutely. Not, it's as big as a state, you know. It's a, it's a huge um, centre, the whole thing. They've also got people that, you know, they've, a business has moved in that, that caused concrete to take care of all the new buildings, things like that. But we were very um, fortunate to be shown through the Tesla Gigafactory. Uh, and it is it is enormous as it is, and it's going to multiply its size by six. It's going to be the main point where all the batteries are formed. So you, you, you're in this um, amazing complex, and everything has been thought down, Julian, to how much water is being used, how much electricity is being used. They actually think they can they can energise the whole centre on solar and wind power. Mm. And this is very important to the people that own that, that own the, the land that, you know, all these companies are buying from, that they, they're very switched on with the um, requirements of what all these organisations want. Switch have put in um, fibre optic cables so that all the internet facilities are there. They're doing deals um, as far as water, bringing water into the area, more than enough water to, to cool down batteries, etc. Um, but it's not going to be fresh water. It's not going to be drinking water. It's going to come from effluent, which, but, you know, all treated. Um, because it's not being drunk, it can be very well u- utilised. So all the environmental um, boxes have been ticked in this, in this area. So it's just for the, this got- is for the whole complex area, not just the Tesla factory? No, the whole complex yeah. area, which is remarkable. They've also got 14,000 Mustangs around the area, and, and I actually imagined 14,000 Mustang cars uh, yeah. around the area, but they're actually talking about 14,000 horses. But inside the Tesla factory, remarkable. The way that they're all set up to work, big common areas, um, places where people have human collisions, where they talk to each other, they solve problems, um, they discuss the next phase forward. The people that work there 
absolutely delighted to be working there, even though they're in the middle of Nevada, which is kind of, you know, yeah, nowhere zone at the moment. Um, but, you know, de- delighted to be working for an amazing organisation that's moving ahead in leaps and bounds. There were lots of things that we're not allowed to talk about being shown through. You have to sign, you know, non-disclosure things. But the I... capacity that they're working out is incredible. So you didn't tell them you're coming on the radio and telling everybody? No, I'm allowed to tell you all the things that I've been telling you. I just can't tell you some of the things that I haven't imparted. <laughs> Remarkable workplace, you know, just um, and, and the size of the batteries is getting smaller. And what I thought was really interesting um, is that they're not only into making cars that are that are energy, you know, green energy. They want to make the best product. They said, you know, what we want, we want people to actually buy our cars, buy our batteries, buy our solar tiles, etc., because they're the best product, not just because. Um, their green energy, and that way people who have never thought about being green or never thought about purchasing a green car will come to us anyway, and that way we reach a wider market, which I thought was a fantastic take on it. So so these people uh, working in this out-of-remote area, do they also yep. live in those areas too? or do they? They're living in the outskirts. What they're yeah. doing for the whole industrial centre is they're building train stations to, ta- to bring people into the area. So what's going to happen is... Um, there'll be a whole community that will be set up to be brought into the area. But the reason that people can go in there, buy land and set up... So Tesla went in, um, Elon Musk said to them, how long before I can start building? They said six weeks, which is unheard of. And that's because the whole place has been um, zoned industrial. They cannot have commercial and they cannot have um, home home zone. It Mm. it cannot be a, a domestic zone in there. So they're building um, railway, almost a railway station to bring people in from the outer areas. So they're mm. living in area, in, they're living in cities like Reno uh, and commuting in at the moment. So the rent, I mean, the rents and the prices of houses are all already going up in Reno, as they did in San Francisco. But yeah. when I spoke to some of the people from Reno, they said, "Look, it's just coming back on par with what it was before." Um, they had the, the huge cost yes. and everything fell. Yeah. So they're really happy with all this new economic infrastructure that's you know, taking place. And these companies that you've, you've been talking about are, are renowned for really looking after their staff in so many ways, aren't they? They certainly are. And and I remember, I was actually a couple of weeks ago on 2NUR, we talked about how Apple just patented a, a pizza box which uh, didn't go soggy at the bottom. Uh, and the reason they'd done that is because uh, they serve pizza to their staff at lunchtimes. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, all those little things that make you... You know, tiny little things will make your workforce so yeah. much more loyal, yep. want to stay there, not want to leave. I mean, I was talking to somebody who's working at a, at a fantastic organisation and they said it's the longest they've ever stayed anywhere. They have no intention of moving mm. because they get treated so well. You know, mm. it's a no-brainer, but so many of us don't, or not so many of us, yep. so many organisations, you hear horror stories of working there. Uh, and you, I don't understand why. And, of course, the same with our customers too. Treat yeah, our customers well, they'll stay. Yeah, they'll come back, you know, they'll, they'll spend money with you because because they enjoy the experience. Everything is about the experience. You know, you give somebody a great experience, they're going to want to come back. Right. Thanks for your time again, Christina. We'll have a chat with you next week. We will. We might talk about some product next week. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Bye, Julian. Hey, bye-bye. Christina there with what, what a great experience uh, that they're doing over there. We've got time for a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. As we said earlier, this one, recover from rejection by shifting your mindset. Rejection is a universal and a universally disliked experience, but it's one that each experience, each of us experience differently. Sometimes getting rejected hurts more than we expect. 
especially if our immediate response is to become self-critical. What makes one person more resilient than another in the face of rejection? It often comes down to mindset. People with fixed mindsets chronically judge themselves and tend to see their outcomes as evidence of who they are and what they're capable of. For example, getting a bad grade on a test leads them to think that they're not smart. But people with growth mindsets see outcomes as evidence of what could improve upon in the future and what challenges they can overcome. The next time you're faced with rejection, consider the extenuating circumstances and think about what you can learn from the situation and quickly move on to a better place. And another one that sometimes we don't like is social media, but we could use social media to learn more about our industry. Social media may seem to be an endless stream of selfies, political rants and clickbait articles, but there's a lot you can learn from it. In fact, you can use social media to build professional skills, knowledge and relationships. Start by thinking about what you want to learn. If you're keen to know more about your industry, follow smart industry leaders on LinkedIn and Twitter to see what they um, are reading and talking about. You can find industry hashtags on Twitter and other social media to discover great resources. If you know the specific subfield or topic you want to learn about next, you can focus your reading in the specific areas to develop expertise. Think about skill gaps too. If you do a lot of presentations and are getting tired of those boring old Excel pie charts, start looking at infographics on Pinterest to get inspiration for how you could do a better job of presenting data. So certainly a very useful tool. I use it all the time, especially those infographics. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at preparing ourselves for the end of year, year tax time and uh, the great Tesla experience. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have a minute on innovation with Christina and we'll have some other more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee once said, the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.